Open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host at Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Nitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have with us uh, Nicholas Dorier, the former CTO at Mitaco and the founder of BTC Pay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So what's a little bit of your background? Like, how did you get into this whole crazy uh, Bitcoin space? So in 2014, just after Antigox, basically it makes lots of noise. And I first thought that Bitcoin was a scam. And so also many people were as stupid as this and lost money into this scam. And by searching about it, I quickly found out that the idea behind it were very promising and it was not the fault of Bitcoin, but the fault of Antigox that screwed up. So given the price go way down at this time, I thought it was a good opportunity because nothing fundamentally changed to start using it. So I start, I wanted to learn more. So as a developer, I tried to re-implement what other people did in other languages into C sharp to what is called now and Bitcoin library. So I tried to put things together in C sharp, trying to implement by doing this. I learned more about Bitcoin and I felt into the rabbit hole, I stopped everything that I was doing before. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's one of the best ways to learn stuff is just to yes. try and do it, right? Yeah. You know, Mitako, very interesting. You have kind of a bank integration tool with Bitcoin. Uh, but where the real kind of fun and rabble-rousing comes is uh, BTC Pay. So, you know, I'm, I'm an investor in BitPay and... <laughs> Uh, it seems that, that they've become your whipping boy. Like, why, why is that? <laughs> I, so to be honest, I was very big supporter of, uh, of BitPay in the past. Uh, I feel really shocked uh, by their stance during the B2X things of last year. And for the first time, I felt that Bitcoin, while the base is decentralized, everybody was relying way too much on infrastructure providers. And those need to go. So I, I was very shocked by BitPay because I advised it to lots of customers actually. And we developed things with BitPay integration in mind, but what they did was very bad. So I needed to find a way to somehow migrate people that I, before that I advised to use BitPay to something else. So that's why I like built BTC Pay and I built it in a way to keep the same API as BitPay so that people can just switch from one to the other without redeveloping the backend. And I could as well, you know, fork all the different plugins they developed. So when you say what they did was really bad, can you give an example? Did this have to do with the full node, perhaps, that they're like pointing people yeah, at? Or the, yeah. or, so, I mean, so, like, so, can you give us a concrete example of what they did and why it was really bad? Yes, they were framing the hard fork as a Bitcoin upgrade. And so to 
external people that don't know about all this drama, they will say, oh, yes, okay, that's fine. Let's, let's follow this. While, as you know, there was way more than just an upgrade and lots of people were fighting against it. I think they, they got a bit cocky by thinking they were market leaders as well. So it's not the way Bitcoin works, you know. Bitcoin works, people have choice. And uh, I wanted to give people the choice to move uh, out of BitPay. Well, Lots of merchants also were kind of pissed off by this. And if they don't have alternative, they would have followed it. So I had to build BitPay. So when you say that they framed it as an upgrade, mm. what, what did they actually do at the technical level? Like in terms of the actual technology? Yes. Like what, what did they do there that you found so just offensive? Yes. So they have their BitCore Explorer and Site Explorer, basically. And they uh, decided to, ma- to migrate uh, those explorers to, to the new, uh, the B2X, uh, altcoin, I would call this. And, uh, also trying, starting to advise people to run this, uh, new node. But uh, not necessarily know that they would be following different consensus rules? Uh, it would eventually at, at the, so there was a, after, I think it was after three months after SegWit, it would follow different consensus rules. So eventually they will have a fork. So yeah, it's, it, it, I think it was very bad. Yeah. So, so you're of the opinion that if you're going to have different consensus rules, then it should be opt in and not opt out. Yes. Why? Because as a merchant, so imagine I'm a merchant and I want to follow Bitcoin and suddenly like imagine a merchant, I, following Bitcoin and my payment processor one day without telling me, say, oh, no, you are not accepting Bitcoin, you are accepting Litecoin. And then people start sending me Litecoin instead. I mean, I will be pissed off. You know, my wallet doesn't work. I cannot send the money. It would have been a very big mess as a merchant. So I think it was very dangerous from their part uh, to, to go that way. Hmm. How much difference can merchant adoption make? To the Bitcoin community, that's that's a good question. Bitcoin, the Bitcoin community in general, are not against spending their Bitcoin because when I'm using Bitcoin, it's basically because it's more uh, on my side. When I'm using Bitcoin, it's just because it's more practical and easier to use than credit card. For example, before I was living in France, I moved to Japan, and my card in France were not accepted in Japan, or there was always some kind of weird stuff that was happening where I needed to call my bank to unblock and stuff like this. So, especially in my situation where I was very nomad and not always having access to my uh, to my bank account, sometimes it was way easier to pay for stuff with my Bitcoin wallets uh, than, than it was for using something else. So. Uh, as a Bitcoiner, that's why, why I like using Bitcoin to merchants, basically. For the story, when I was in, um, so when I was in, uh, in Japan, also the, if I wanted to use my f- bank account in France, like it was taking like maybe 7% in rates if you make the calculation. So I prefer like buying Bitcoin in, uh, in France and like reselling it in uh, Japan on local Bitcoin directly. For the fiats, but like for online payment, I didn't have choice. How is BTC Pay better than BitPay then? So it's 
It depends on what you look for. So like if you're a merchant right now and you don't care at all about Bitcoin, you just want your fiat and you are in a country that BitPay support, like uh, uh, follow all the regulation, no problem. Yeah, use BitPay. And you'll get dollars or euros you in your bank account and yes. that's good and that's yes. great. And yes. BTC Pay is not going to do that. Not completely. I will explain why. But yeah, indeed, if you're in this case, right now, it's better to use BitPay because there is only one. Uh, but also, I noticed that BitPay is essentially two things. It's the same product. It's a payment processing platform plus an exchange, basically, or a broker, more, more pre- precisely. And I think we can... Uh, my, my The thing is that as, as a such money, money transmitter company, they have lots of difficulties to manage to support lots of different countries. So, for example, I think they dropped Canada. They don't operate in Canada anymore or they stopped and they restart. I don't know the status right now. There is lots of countries that are simply not supported by them. But what you need to know is that all countries have exchanges. All countries have local exchanges that know how to follow the regulations. So the idea of BTC Pay is to say, okay, let's separate the payment processing part. Let's make sure that the payment, uh, the payment processing part can be done like independently. So the merchant can be his own payment processors. And if they want fiat, then they will pair it directly to their local exchange. So the, so then when, for example, somebody pays a merchant, what will happen? Like, for example, one Bitcoin, he sends the, trans- the Bitcoin transaction immediately. Can, he will sell his stock uh, on an exchange to hedge himself and then forward the money to the exchange to replenish the, the reserve. So um, I think one big advantage that BTC Pay will eventually have, one of those, is that it doesn't care about regulations because the regulations are handled by exchanges. Second thing is that because... Bitcoin pass by your server, you can do quite a lot of cool stuff on this. So I was, for example, it was my talk in building on Bitcoin. You can, can think to automate, uh, automate stuff. So like one, one kind of automation is what I say. You receive the money you send to an exchange, but I don't know. You do, you, you might want to receive and send to another wallet or you want to receive and store directly on your ledger. So for example, like in BTC Pay right now, you, you can plug your ledger, you pair it to your store, and when you get paid, it goes directly to your ledger. And so um, you can do also, for example, DLC. So if you want to hedge yourself against the volatility of Bitcoin, actually, you don't really need an exchange. There's a system of discrete clock contract that was, it's a paper written by Taj Trisha. The basic idea is you, you can enter into a contract and for some contracts on the blockchain between two people, you take a set or Oracle and like you bet on the future price of Bitcoin. And then if it go down, then you get money. If it go up, it's a reverse. So by using that, actually you can hedge yourself against volatility of Bitcoin, even without exchanges. So it's like a contract for difference it's, on the exchange that. rate yes. volatility of the yes. fiat currency. Yes. But settling only in Bitcoin instead of yes. in the dollars or whatever. So it's this interesting stuff like this automation for you know, lots of automation we can do. Passive income, for example, you can act as a coin join ma- uh, market maker. So people, you can use your coin to mix 
And in this case, in, in compensation, you get some fees. You can act at a, at a, as a routing lightning node. So when people make payments, you get some satoshis coming to you. So like there is lots of things that become possible when you own your own node that are not possible when you're just using a centralized service. Well, how about Lightning Network? Does that work with BTC Pay? Yes. Because I don't, I don't think BitPay yes. currently offers Lightning Network integration. Yeah. So BitPay in another advantage. So right now BTC Pay support lots of different altcoin. Uh, so Bitcoin, Bitcoin Gold, Dogecoin, Monacoin, <laughs> uh, Feathercoin, Litecoin. So lots of different one, and as well as Lightning Network, and. I made sure so merchants are not technical people. Okay. So I don't expect them to, to understand anything about what is a lightning node or anything. Uh, so when I developed BTC Pay, I, take, I took as much time to develop BTC Pay itself as to make the deployment easy. For example, if you want lightning, you know, normally if you were a tech person, you will need to install your Bitcoin Core node. Install the block explorer that I did. It's called End Explorer. Install the Lightning node. Install and uh, BTC Pay. Install the server. Like nowhere, normal machine can do these kind of things. So I, I I made a one-click deployments on Microsoft Azure. So if you are a merchant, you just give your credit card to Microsoft Azure. You click on the button. You fill out a wizard to create your server, and boom, you can start. And you're ready to go. Yes, on your nice. own. What's one of your favorite war stories uh, uh, being in the Bitcoin space? Okay, so I think maybe in BTC Pay, but it's... <laughs> BTC Pay is your fun war yes. story? <laughs> so so I, uh, there was a very funny bug where... Funny, I, I mean, not for the one that got into this. But um, so the, the, the thing is that when you create an invoice, I'm taking the rate from some exchanges, Okay. And the rate will be, for example, uh, 6,000, like 0.012345, you know, big, lots of decimal. So I had a great idea. I say, oh, those decimals are not very useful. I will take only, you know, two, uh, two decimal. It seems very reasonable expectation, right? Except I support doggy coin. <laughs> so you understand the issue here. So like, so like dog, funny. Doggy coin price was zero dot zero zero five. So like <laughs> zero one. So like yeah, it was rounding up at zero one, and like uh, luckily, like the version that got caught into this, so it quite quickly lost a little bit of money, not too much, but it's uh, pretty yeah, funny. I screw up, yeah. <laughs> Hey, then you can get caught anywhere, right? <laughs> so as we close the interview up, what would be a piece of advice that you would want to give the people on the other side of the microphone? Uh, it's a very big question. So what is your audience typically, for example? Well, my, my, my answer to it is usually run your own full node and hold your own private keys. Yeah. So uh, Don't trust, verify, yes. invest in yourself. I mean, you know, so, everybody's kind of got their so own. The thing is that lots of people advise to run a full node, but like I was saying in my talk, like it's like a medicine, you know, like it's not nice to use your own full node, like user experience wise. So in, I know lots of people try to use it. Then every time they restart the computer, it start, you know, to resync again. And so at one time, uh, I, I, 
finally they become fed up and like stop using their full node. So I will may, I will maybe like tell them to try using BTC Pay because actually when they install BTC Pay, so I made a lot of video on YouTube on how to get started. But when you use BTC Pay, actually you are using your own uh, full node behind the hood. But at least there is a nice user interface and super and cool features that you can play with. You can play as well with Lightning. So at least it, yeah, the fact that you're also you have a server that is always connected. So you don't have this problem where, where you open your laptop, you need to wait like one hour because it's before <laughs> it sync. So in my case, I would say to your, to your audience, try just to play with it. I did, um, so on BTC Pay server, I did, I have a YouTube channel where I regularly put videos on you know, step by step of how to get done. And I think it's fun. Like just trying it and I think they will stick around. Well, I think that, you know, that's excellent advice. You know, stuff is scary until you try doing it and yeah. figuring out how to do it, you know, and yeah. yeah, you might skin your knee learning how to ride a bike, but eventually you're going to be able to ride the bike. Yeah, yeah. If you invest in yourself enough. Yes. And there's not so much uh, to do. Like, like I said, I really work hard, like to make the deployment easy. So Bitcoin for the better of the worse is mainly a Linux oriented community and like Linux people are like, very low level <laughs> tech guy in general. And I think not enough like, uh, attention has been taken to, to facilitate deployments. So I think I, I think BTCP will make a di- difference here. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, being with us and giving us some of the war stories, some of the advice. We've had Nicholas Dorier, former CTO at Medico and founder of BTC Pay. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks a lot. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate. Thank <laughs> you.